this match day eight picks edition of the Premier League Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is brought to you by Game Time. Snag the tickets without the stress. Use promo code SGPN on your first purchase to save $20. Download the Game Time app. Use promo code SGPN. We're also brought to you by Underdog Fantasy. Underdog has just added Pick'em Scorchers, where you can win 100x. That's right, turn $5 into $500 in one game. Plus, every Sunday, they're giving away $100,000. Use promo code SGPN at Underdog Fantasy for a 100% deposit bonus up to $500. And finally, brought to you by Hall of Fame Bets, the sports betting research platform for parlays, player props and game lines. Download the Hall of Fame Bets app or visit hofbets.com. Use code SGPN to get 50% off and start me. Whoa. Start making smarter bets today. Hey, go on, Baz. We're pressing all the buttons ourselves today. We're on the ones and twos. This could be an absolute shambles. Welcome, everybody, to the Premier League Gambling Podcast. We both had a glance there, though, so that was good. Um, my name is Malcolm Bamford. I am in Newcastle upon time, a very excited city as we speak. Um, the date is Wednesday, the 4th of October. I'm having a go at uh, and we are here to have a look at the weekend's games, uh, match day eight in the Premier League. Uh, joining me from Nottingham, not as excited as Mr. Barry Penaluna. Hello, Buzzer. Not as excited because I don't have a ticket. Very uh, annoyed about that. Um, I'm really getting the fear of, well, not fear of missing out. Uh, I'm just very jealous of the fact I ain't got a ticket for it tonight. Um, getting nervous as they get closer to the game, Mike. Um but yeah, still still buzzing off last night though, Malcolm, first of all. Yeah, I'm not really nervous. I don't really care, but I don't, I don't care about the results. I just want us to turn up and do ourselves justice and show people what we're all about. Um, we say, when, as long as we, obviously if we get humped 6-0, I'd be disappointed. But other than that, I just want us to put a decent uh, a decent performance in. Um, yeah, we've gone really early today because we want to get the, the show out in time for the weekend. Um, and obviously, I am off out in a little while, going to the match. So I might be, um, I might be a bit worse for wear tomorrow. Um, uh, Captain Insano's, I don't know what timing is over there, but he's keen. Well done, Captain. Aye, aye. Um, he's noticed me trim. Are you a uh, Champion League haircut, Baz? How you feel about this? Um, Champion League, yeah. man. But at my age, what do you think of that? Oh no, I'm not having that, Malcolm. I want you to off. No, no. no. Um, you need to back your age, Malcolm. That's pathetic. I fired, fired a man gun in there, Baz. No, it's so I can look Parisian when I'm out tonight. If I was meeting up tonight, I'd have a pair of scissors in my pocket ready to snip that off. Uh, Simmers did snip it off in uh, Benidorm that one time and forgot he'd done it because he was so drunk. And then he found it in his suitcase when he got back. Um, he thought it was a rat or something shit his pants and hurled it across the room when he was unpacking his stuff when he got back from Spain um, it's 10.51 for Captain C you know it's nearly bedtime like 
Uh, oh, yes, the Dazzler. Darren Penalunas here. Poor man Zlatan. I'll take that. Uh, everyone, look. What's his name on uh, Ted Lasso? Zaza. Uh, That's me. Enough. Yeah. But yeah, Baz, you mentioned last night. Um, we I've got some things to talk about, Baz. But I think the first one is, I think we handicapped both the cock and balls off uh, all of the games that we touched since uh, Sunday, didn't we? I mean, yeah. Fulham, Chelsea was winners. Under the radar, boring winners, bit of a nothing game, but winners nonetheless. Last night, I had a couple of functional ones. Munich, uh, both teams to score in Copenhagen was plus money. Goals in Union Berlin. Um, and then you took over and went absolutely berserk, Baz, didn't you? Yeah, as you say, all plus money as well. Everything we hit last night was really good prices. Um, I'd, I'd forgot about the uh, Monday night game, to be honest. Chelsea, Fulham under 2.5. That was a bit of a sweat because we had two early yeah. goals in Chelsea. Um, had to grind that one out. But then I started with Burnley last night, 17 to 10, plus 170. Moved on to Braga. Um, Braga team total for me. Um, I told you, had a, I had a feeling about Braga. Over, I fancied them over Union Berlin. The team total to score two, I'm always 12 to 5, plus 240. Um, I mean, in my analysis of that, I said I like the over 2.5. I like the both teams to score. Um, but the lean for me, I wanted an ambitious bet. I wanted a good price. And I went for that, Brog. I won 12 to 5. That was lovely. And then topped the night off with the best of them all, Malcolm. Manchester United to get beat by Galatasaray at 6 to 1, plus yep. 600. Um, absolutely loved that. Um, so, yeah, if, and I will say, obviously, this wasn't put out as a treble, and I didn't put it on as a treble. Um, if anyone was bold enough to have backed the three of those, because um, that was it, clean sweep, three picks from me last night, three winners. 64 to 1 they came in at. Um, so yeah, absolutely. Uh, Riley, Riley, who was in the chat last Sunday, um, had the treble on, and I think he 50 to 1. I can't remember quite what the treble was, but it was it was those three of those four picks. I think I've had a few people in touch, um, with variations of the bet where they might have gone with the overs instead of the Braga team tour, yeah, yeah, that was it. Um, Luton and Galatasaray was in a few bets, so it's good to see a few people mentioning. Um, and getting in on it because, um, yeah, absolutely smashed it last night. Francis is in here. I bet he didn't back Man United to get beat at <laughs> last night. Yeah. Francis, you might want to go in, as you know, put the hoover around or mow the lawn for five minutes if you've got a little job you do. Go and clean your shoes. We had a nice uh, review from uh, Kev Matthews who said he listens to the show cleaning his shoes. Um, so that made us laugh at the weekend. Yeah, um, so well, not only did Man United... We've got yes. a few more Spotify's, which is good. We've yep. got a couple on Apple. Um, shout out to Greg in Australia, who's a new yes. listener. He loves the show. Um, he's a lifelong Spurs fan, and um, he, mm. he, he's, he's really enjoying it. I'm a little bit curious as to why we only got a four-star out of uh, Greg. Um, so Isn't if Greg it? wants to let us know what more we can do. He loves the show. He loves the banter. Um, <laughs> he looks forward to it every week. Four stars. Um, I'm not turning on a four-star, Greg. So much appreciated. Appreciate your efforts. Let us know what we need to do to get that extra star, though, yeah? It'll be up to five stars when he clocks this man, Bun Baz. That's what's going on there. That's worth a star. Um, yeah. So not only did Galatasaray cash the six to one, it was also incredibly funny, Barry. Uh, one of the funny... I mean, I barely stopped laughing from the weekend. <laughs> Still very much enjoying Liverpool and Man United having terrible things happen to them. And then this happened again last night. Um, I will say, 
I thought Hoyland looked really, really good. Yep. Uh, looks a pro I do enjoy. Um, he scored the goal, then he had the one disallowed. But the second goal for me, uh, where he charged through at high speed, 60 yards, and the finish was outstanding. Um, that's, to me, what that wasn't a fluke. Um, sometimes you can instinctively finish one, you can get a couple of tappings. That was a proper goal. Like, so. But yeah, what Onana was playing at, um, or was Casemiro waddling around like a little podgy old man getting sent off again. Um, yeah, it was all just outstanding. Um, and I think the third thing, also, I've got a couple of things actually, Baz. And we need to get onto the VAR audio. How do you feel about that? Yeah, so they released the audio yesterday. Um, again, uh, it was a force. And the audio, I mean, there was nothing that came from the audio that we didn't already know. Yeah. They'd fucked up, they'd messed up. And, and so I, I didn't really learn any more from it. The thing that strikes me is every time we hear all of these audio clips, because we've heard various ones at various uh, various different mistakes, it's just the noise, the constant noise. Yeah. Like, if we listen to that clip itself, it's a two-minute clip, and we hear from six different people. There's the referee shouting at the linesman. There's the linesman shouting at the referee. He's holding, he's holding. He's like, oh, leave it, leave it. And then the VAR chips in, the assistant VAR chips in, the replay video man chips in. The fourth official has a has a word. The six people, like just chuntering away. It's no wonder. It just sounds like carnage. Like if you watch the rugby, where you know video referees seem to work, you just have a referee who asks a very clear and concise question to the video referee, who looks at it, shows him the video, and comes back with a really clear and concise sort of this is what's happened, this is a try, yeah. or I can't see anything not to award a try. Really clear. But I just don't know how the referee can... Co- I know the referee doesn't hear all of that, but he hears the linesman. Every time you hear it, there's a linesman chuntering through every stage of play in a build-up to a goal. Yeah, yeah. Talking, yeah, a bit of this, there's a bit of that. Just watch the game, like, and make a decision. Drives me mad, like. Um, but as I, I say... I mean, the only bit of noise that was needed in that would be when the ball gets played through by Salah... If the linesman had said possible offside, yeah, that would have been. It. That, it's, it's almost like when you watch the NFL, like if something happens in the backfield, or say there's a fumble or a turnover, they say they'd like drop that little blue flag. They say this is so they know the spot of what's happened. That was almost like just dropping a little audio uh, he flag. Does he does that. He says, "I'm I'm delaying. I'm delaying." And then yeah. as soon as the goal goes in, he says, "We'll bring that back for offside." That's fine. Um, obviously, Darren England didn't hear that bit. Um, some of the reaction this week has just been ridiculous. People asking for replays. Um, well, Clock's done it in the last hour, Baz. You've been on the school run. It's absolutely madness. I, like, I mean, wrong decisions from referees and VARs and, and teams losing points as a result has happened before. This isn't new, but the, the, some of the reaction to it is suggesting this is totally unprecedented. And I don't think it is. It's just a different way of a decision being wrong is what's, what's new. Um, but, you know, you think back uh, last season, Arsenal had a goal against them where they didn't bother putting the lines on against Brentford, I think. Brighton had a one ruled out because they put the lines in the wrong place. These are just different ways of a goal being given that shouldn't have been given or a goal not given that should have stood. Um, think of the Sheffield United one that crossed the line and the, the, the technology didn't yeah. work against Villa. There's numerous instances and never before has a game been replayed. I just... I can't have that. I get why Liverpool are aggrieved about it. Um, 
I don't think Klopp really wants the game played, though. What Klopp's trying to do is buy three or four decisions in the next couple of weeks. Yeah, possibly. Which is that's his job. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? He doesn't actually ever think there's going to be a replay, but he's got to play this game. He's playing the game, which is, like I say, that's his job, Baz. I'm going to address the tit list, Malcolm, because yes. Curtis, as Curtis has been in our DMs again, Curtis is really concerned about the tit list. Yeah, he, he, he embraces the tit list more than any other listener, um, and I respect <laughs> that. Um, so I'm going to give him my explanation. He wasn't happy that the tit list wasn't... Um, wasn't used um, in relation to these referees, VARs, and, and the likes. And, and the problem I have here is, who would you put on the tit list from all of this? Because I considered how I'd wear earlier in the season. It was after the Wolves, yeah. Man United, debacle. And you didn't like that, because then he's just carrying the can for other people being incompetent. I mean, there's an argument that he should be accountable. You know, he was, came in to make VAR better, and he's seemingly just overseen it getting worse and worse. Um I mean, the statement from him this week about changing things to make it better, you know. Why weren't we doing these things before? Oh, I'm going to ask him to be more clear in the communications now and, uh, you know, we're going to get the assistant referee to agree things. Before. Like, this should have been in place anyway. Like, So, Howard Webb, as the referee can't be considered because the referee was oblivious to it all, wasn't he? He just gets told, yeah, you're good, off you go. And they didn't even tell him when they realized there like a lemon body. When they t- realized it was wrong, they didn't even tell the referee. I think because I, th- I still think in my mind they should have stopped that game, regardless of that one minute of play. At that point, it was such a big football. Just stop it and talk to the ref and say, This is what's happened. What do you want to do? I don't care what the rules say, because for me, it's more embarrassing to break that rule of you can't go back than it is to just ignore what's just happened. And I think if they'd went over and spoke to Klopp and Postacoglu, they'd have agreed to go back. I don't think Postacoglu yeah. would have stood there and said, no, that's not in the rules. I'm not having it. So it should have stopped. That That's the biggest problem in all this for me, is they should have stopped it. And, and there should be something in the rules in the future to do that. So, yeah, the ref can't go on the tit list. But, and Darren England, who's the VAR, he fucked up massively so. Tried to be clear. Tried to be quick. I mean... <laughs> The funniest part of it is when the ref replies to them saying, great process, lads, well played. <laughs> <laughs> that, that made me chuckle. Um, but it was a split-second decision. and there was, there was no malice, there was no intent, there's no corruption, there's no conspiracy. Many people wanted to believe that. Um, and to put him on the tit list would treat this as if it's something that hasn't happened before. There's referees involved making these mistakes every week. And it's a different kind of mistake. Um, but plenty of teams have been robbed of points by VAR. Um, and if you put Darren England on, then next week we'll be putting someone else on. So for me, he isn't any more of a tit than any other VAR who's messed up this season. Um, and I get why Liverpool fans will, will disagree with that. But that's just the nature of football. It's always worse when it happens to your club. Um, so all that's left then is, do you put the PGMOL on as a whole? And you can't. It's, the, the, it's not an individual. It's got to be an individual person, not a collective. So I've really thought about this, Malcolm. And I can tell the only one I think you can consider is, is Howard Webb. Um, I'm, I'm convinced you won't uh, agree with that. No, no, I think you've invested too much time in this, Baz. The final word comes from Klopp himself, who said, don't blame the refs, they just made a mistake. So um, I'm taking Klopp's words. I think Klopp has been, apart from asking for a replay today, I think he's been very reserved and very sensible in some of what he's said. Um, so yeah, Klopp says don't blame them, so... 
no tit list. My, please be assured that we did consider it. My final issue with this bar is that what really doesn't help is the accent of Darren England because he sounds <laughs> like you. Do you remember Frank Sidebottom? Are you too young? Do you remember that that comedian with a big paper mache head? Yeah. No. You'll have to Google. Oh him. yes, I don't know what you mean. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Or if not him, Clinton Baptiste. The uh, do you know what I mean? <laughs> What's it? Uh, it's not named Clinton, is it? Clinton Baptiste plays for Brentford. Is um, what's his name? Out of Phoenix Knights, the psychic, the clairvoyant. Anyway, it's that bit. Just at the end when it's going, oh, can't change it now. Can't change it now. Yeah. <laughs> it just to me, it undermines the entire process. If he had a a normal southern accent. The only bloke who comes out with any credit is that a bloke was like the cleaner or something. The bloke who had the clear, consistent voice. But look, can't go back, can't go back. That for me, it's a bit Coronation Street, and yeah. that undermined the whole process. Um, I've got an anyway. algorithm upgrade for you, Baz. Yeah, what are you seeing this All week? The number plates. The internet is convinced I want to buy a number plate, a car registration number plate, and it convinced I want to buy ORG. 4-5-M, orgasm. It wants me to drive round. The internet wants me to drive round with orgasm number plate, and I've got no idea why that would be, Barry. But my laptop wants me to buy it. My phone wants me to buy it. Everything wants me to buy this orgasm number plate. Interesting. Any, any thoughts? No, I've no thoughts on it. No thoughts on that. Right, let's handicap some football matches, Baz, because I want to go to the pub. Get five yeah. pints in before I uh, head, uh, head up to St James's Park. Um, we'll get amongst the weekend's Premier League games. I've told you about game time. Um, who will take the stress out of buying tickets for whatever you want to go and see? Sport, music, comedy, uh, theatre. They've got killer deals on last-minute tickets. The lowest price guaranteed. You get images of views, game time. Um, it's an excellent, uh, excellent product um, because buying tickets can be an absolute um, pain in the arse. Um, and game time is sorting all that for you. Buy tickets in a matter of seconds, just two taps. Ticket is downloaded to your wallet. And the game time guarantee is the high spot here. Um, if you find tickets in the same row um, in section, you can get 110% of the difference uh, credited by game time. So the thing to do is uh, create an account. Um, on the Game Time app, use code SGPN for $20 off your first purchase. Uh, terms apply, create an account, redeem the code SGPN for $20 off. Download Game Time today, last minute tickets, lowest price, guarantee. And Hall of Fame bets will help you win bigger by betting smarter this NFL season with Hall of Fame bets, the sports betting analytics platform for parlays, player props, and game lines. Research every NFL, NBA, MLB, and soccer bet with historical stats and data. Put your parley into the uh, parley optimizer tool. You'll get things like hit rates broken down by leg, uh, expected probabilities, sort players by hit rates, so know who's hot and who's not. So stop betting in the dark. Join over 30,000 users researching with Hall of Fame bets to craft more intelligent, data-driven parlays. Download the Hall of Fame bets app or visit hofbets.com. Use the code SGPN to get 50% off your first month. Start researching, start winning with Hall of Fame bets. Uh, the Dasa claims that my search history is to blame uh, for the orgasm number played, but it's not. It's just a thing. Uh, I did buy that. Do you remember that Andre Villas Boas number plate that I bought years ago, Baz? That's yeah. quite a good story. Yeah. Uh, we'll put that in the uh, 
we'll put that in the story jukebox with the container ship full of Lego for another day. Um, the dog days of summer next year. Saturday lunchtime is a 12.30 kickoff, uh, 7.30 Eastern time. Luton Town take on Tottenham Hotspur. Luton are 11-2 plus 5.50. The draw is 7-2 plus 3.50. Tottenham are 1-2 minus 200. Um, so we saw Luton again last night at home to Burnley. And disappointing results. I took Luton to win the game, actually. There wasn't much in it in the first half. Injury time goal um, in the first half cost them. And then they managed to get themselves level, but only for about 10 seconds. Um, yeah, I don't fancy them here at all. This is a bad spot for them. Tottenham is still rolling along. I mean, they'll be very much buoyed by that injury time OG last week. Um, and I think they're really benefiting, um, amongst other things, from the weaker rest that they're getting. Um, the the fact that they're not playing European football. Um, this was hard to handicap because all the angles of goals, the, the, the books are well and truly under the uh, the Tottenham goal train. Now, they've scored two in every game apart from one where they scored five. Um, so, Tottenham team goals, the, the over two and a half, it's all very, very skinny. However, I think Tottenham can get at them early, Baz. So, this cash last week, first half goals, um, over one and a half first half goals is five to four plus 125. Luton could possibly join in. Luton could come out the traps quick, get themselves in front. It's entirely possible. Um, but if not, Tottenham could easily go in at half time, 2 0 up here. Uh, so I'll take the first half goals, Baz, at five to four. Yeah, so like you, I'm, I'm calling the Luton win over Everton an anomaly in the form for Luton. Um, and having opposed them last night against Burnley, I'm, I'm going to do so again here. Um, I didn't see the game last night, but looking at the stats, it looked fairly evenly matched. Um, you know, and it was a late defeat. But two goals conceded at home to Burnley, uh, who have looked a bit toothless in front of goal lately. Doesn't bode well for, for Spurs coming in, who are flying at the moment. And Spurs have kept up their scoring run of two or more in every game so far. Um Luton have kept games tight in recent weeks. They haven't lost by more than a single goal in the last seven games in all competitions. But they did kick off the season with two, three goal defeats. Chelsea and Brighton both beat them by that margin. Um, and I think they could be good benchmarks here with Spurs coming in in good form, being a good side. Um, I don't need Spurs to win by a three goal margin. Uh, two will be just fine for me. I'm taking Spurs minus 1.5 on the handicap at 11 to 10. Plus 110. Uh, they covered this line in away games against Burnley and Bournemouth. And I can just see this game being a similar sort of script. Um, so, yeah, Spurs minus 1.5 handicap at 11 to 10. Good price, that bars. Plus money. I like it. Um, On to the three o'clock kickoffs. Uh, one, two, three, four three o'clock kickoffs on Saturday afternoon. First up is Burnley against Chelsea. Burnley 4 to 1. The draw 14 to 5, plus 280. Chelsea eleven to seventeen minus one fifty three bast. Yeah, so two teams struggling to get anything going lately, um, but then suddenly both back in the win column this week. Chelsea beating Fulham before Burnley went and beat Luton last night. I mean that hasn't really changed my mind on either of these teams, and and once again, Malcolm, I can't believe the price I'm seeing on Chelsea thirteen to twenty. So we're looking at what minus one fifty almost uh, away from home. Um, Chelsea have still only beat Fulham and Luton this season. Two wins and seven. Um, I can't be having that, like. 
Can't be having that at all. They've won two in a row, if we include the Brighton game in the Cup. Two clean sheets as well. Uh, still not many goals overall for, for Chelsea this season. I mean, the, the Fulham game was their first away win in six competitive games away from home. And only their second away win in the last 10 on the road. Um, they lost six of the last 10 on the road. Just Chelsea price is ridiculous. Um, yeah, agree. So I'm, I'm taking Burnley. Uh, four to one is, is the price I've found. Um, and it's very much a play where I don't, I've taken almost anyone at this price at home, this Chelsea side at this time. Um, maybe they've turned a corner, maybe they go and win it, but they can't have my money at odds on again. Um, if anyone doesn't like that player, wants someone a bit safer, then the second pick would be the under two and a half goals at 11 to 10. Um, Chelsea's last four all went under two and a half, and three of Burnley's last four have all went under two and a half. So plus money for unders, uh, 11 to 10 is, is a great price as well. But the main pick for me is Burnley to win this at four to one. Um, I'm exactly with you, Baz. It's a team ride. I think I listened to a little NFL show earlier on today. Is that sometimes you've got to you play the numbers, not the teams. And like you said, scribble the word Burnley out and just take anybody at home to Chelsea. And I mean, there's no way you're back in Chelsea. That's it. You shouldn't be allowed money situation. Chelsea might win. If I saw the result, 2-0 Chelsea, you'd think, oh, right, fair enough. But no, not getting any of my money at that price. It's ridiculous. Burnley be delighted with that win last night. I thought they were okay at Newcastle. And I did say if they had a striker, then it would have been a different result. They got the striker back last night from suspension. Lyle Foster scores, gets the goal, makes a difference. Um, I mean, the, that Chelsea was a nothing game. Chelsea scored two goals in a minute. And uh, Mudrick, who couldn't hit a cow's ass with a banjo previously. And the second one's a fluke. The defender clears it off Roger and goes. Either side of that, nothing really happened. Chelsea have always been able to kind of defend. Like they haven't been getting humped off teams. Um, but they're not out of the woods at all. Burnley are still settling into the Prem. They haven't played many home games. They weren't bad at Newcastle. And I don't want anything to do with Chelsea at the price for you. Uh, Burnley at four to one, Baz, uh, was also my pick. Um, next up is Everton against Bournemouth. Everton are nine to ten minus one one one. The draw is thirteen to five plus two sixty, and Bournemouth are fourteen to five plus two eighty. Um, Everton are a big no thanks as well. Uh, the same as Chelsea. Odds on for Everton. Lost to Tom to Luton last week. I'm all right. Cheers. Um, the 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 nil one against Wolves earlier in the season. I think it's a good comparison game uh, for this one. The the win at Brentford, just as an outlier, stands out like you saw them. Um, I, I feel like I missed the boat here because I should have taken Luton last week. I knew I should have taken Luton at 5-1. to one. Um, And now, Bournemouth are kind of half the price, 14-5 to five plus 280. Um, and Bournemouth is struggling. They never laid a glove on Arsenal last week. They were nowhere near. They've only scored five goals in seven games. They're still without a win. So, having felt like I've missed the boat on Everton losing at home, I'm not going to take Bournemouth here. Um, but I want my compensation. I took the under two and a half last week and it finished up 2 1. It's got to be the same. The same process, Baz, hasn't changed. Everton can't score. You're laughing because you're going over again. Fair enough. You're, you're going to follow your process, which led you to a fluky winner. Um, I'm following my process. I'm getting my money back for last week. Uh, under two and a half is nine to 10. Minus one, one, one. 
Yeah, so I mean, you know where I'm going. I mean, it's, it is a horrible game to handicap. It. Anyone who had any feelings that Everton might have turned the corner were definitely brought back to earth last week. Um, I was a bit more positive on them based on them having managed to start finding the net a bit more. Um, I, I played it safe. I, I wasn't bold enough to back Everton, so I, so I went with the goals last week and, and landed a winner. You can call it fluky. I'll just call it a winner. Count yeah. money. Um, I think what what that result of Luton does is just give everyone optimism going to Everton to think they can get back on track. So teams like Bournemouth who are struggling and in need of a win. Um, that's four defeats in a row at Goodison Park now, all by a single goal. Um, Wolves, Fulham, Luton have all gone there and, and, and got wins. So why can't Bournemouth? Um, yeah. I mean, the answer is probably because they also aren't very good um, and haven't beaten anyone yet this season. But if there's ever an opportunity, this this is probably it. Um, I mean, Luton were in a similar position. Luton were winless coming into the game last week as well. So I, I tried to build up to a, a, a Bournemouth pick, but I just can't. Um, I couldn't take Bournemouth. I couldn't take Everton. So I, I've gone back with where I went, as you say. I followed my process. I took over two and a half last week. Um, I think Bournemouth can score. Everton haven't had a single clean sheet yet this season, which bodes well for the overs. And as I said last week, Everton have, have a bit more firepower now with Beto getting involved. And, and Calvert-Lewin's back. He's scored in three consecutive games. Um, and Everton have scored six in the last three games. Um, over two and a half, 17 to 20. Uh, Everton-Bournemouth is my pick. OK, we'll move on. Uh, after I let you know about underdog fantasy, a great way to play alongside your favourite NFL teams all season long. And they've just introduced Scorchers. So you can go five for five and pick them Scorchers and enjoy your spicy 100x uh, payout from now until the 4th of October. That's today, isn't it? Quick. Um, underdog is matching 100% of your first deposit up to $500. $100,000 Sundays continue. 10 lucky players win 10k each. I've got the play this week for you, Baz. Um, and it is the under on Christian McCaffrey. Uh, rushing yards. He's been tearing up the entire league. But he's playing the Cowboys uh, this week. Cowboys held him to 35 rushing yards. I think it was on 10 attempts last season, Baz. Uh, Cowboys are going to play him hard. Everyone will be on the over. That's an inflated number. Probably. Uh, lower. Lower on the under um, on Christian McCaffrey here. So watch along, make your picks, and maybe make a little cash over on Underdog's mobile app or website, underdogfantasy.com. When you sign up with a promo code SGPN, Underdog, double your first deposit up to 500 bucks. Underdog Fantasy, promo code SGPN. Uh, have I mentioned, Baz, that I went 15-1 and one in Moonaf's Pickham last week? 15-1, and one, Barry. I heard yes, you mention no? this on the uh, MLB show last night. But yeah, while we're on the subject of NFL, Malcolm, let's remind anyone yeah. who is listening to this oh, shit, yeah. um, that we have um, an NFL pregame show this Sunday. Uh, it'll be 1.30 UK time. We've done one last week before the Jags v. the Falcons. This week, we've got the Jags and the Bills. Uh, and because it's far too early for anyone on the west coast of America to be doing a podcast, Sean and Ryan asked us to get involved. So we did it last week. It'll just be a quick half-hour show uh, before the Newcastle-West Ham game kicks off. So anyone with a bit of NFL interest, join us on the YouTube. It's not going out as a podcast or anything. It'll just be on the YouTube as a live stream. Be good to get a few people involved. Yeah, if you'd like to get your uh, NFL information from someone who, for example, went 15-1 and one last week straight up, then... Uh... You know, it's, it, it would appear to be the place to be. 
uh, to get that kind of information. Uh, Fulham v Sheffield United carries on the three o'clock. Talking about teams that you don't want to back, we've had Chelsea, we've had Everton. Fulham are 11 to 18, minus 163. The draw is 14 to 5, plus 280. And Sheffield United are 19 to 4, uh, plus 475. In fact, I'm saying 5 to 1 now. Uh, this week's line movement report brought to you by me is Sheffield United are out a quarter of a point to 5 to 1, Barry. Yeah, another horrible one. I've got no real feel for Fulham yet this season. I think I mentioned last week, one win, one lose, one draw, and then they just repeat that cycle. That's just how they go. Win one, lose one, draw one. Um, Sheffield United are a bit more consistent. Their form lines just a sea of red. Um, just a one point against Everton. Um, they've conceded two goals in each of the last six Premier League games and have conceded Sorry, they've had over 2.5 goals in five of the last seven for Sheffield United. So a few trends there that I've taken inspiration from. Because I think I think Fulham will win this, um, but I'm not confident enough to back Fulham as an outright pick. The two wins for Fulham this season came against relegation contenders, Everton and Luton. Um, and I think this is another opportunity here for Fulham, but at 8 to 13. Little bit short. Um, I prefer the price for Luton to score two or more goals. As I said earlier, Sheffield United have conceded two or more in each of the last six games now. Uh, so going away to Fulham, I'm going to take Fulham to score two or more against Sheffield United at a price of eight to eleven. Barbara's just gone past the window bars, so I was waving at. Uh, Barbara's got quite a good story to tell as well. We can add that to the list of things we need to talk about. Uh, Barbara, she's got one of those big. Uh, they are oh, like a lassie dog. I don't know what they're called. Uh, big, great, big balls of fluff thing. There, that bunny. Um, yeah, Fulham are rubbish. Um, and they're starting to look quite exposed, really. Um, five goals in seven games, only one in the last three. Lost to Jordan Brentford and Chelsea without scoring. Um, the one win was a 1-0 against Luton. And obviously, Sheffield United took a pace in at Newcastle. Weren't as bad against in-form West Ham. Only went down 2-0. And before that, they were competitive. That was one of the things we said about them. One goal defeat um, against Spurs. Unfortunate one goal defeat to Manchester City. So we saw Luton get the first win earlier in the week. We saw Burnley get their first win this week. Sheffield United are going to get one sooner or later. Um, this is the same game as Everton v Bournemouth. But Bournemouth are plus 280. Sheffield United at 5-1. to one. It's the same thing. Um, Sheffield United to double the price. What are you laughing at, Baz? Because you've, you've just realised I'm right, haven't you? Um, so, um, yeah, my pick, you know? my, my pick is um, Sheffield United at 5-1 to one here, Baz. We're going to go Raj. Um, yeah, to colleague, Captain Insano says. A curly perm. <laughs> uh, I love a curly. I'd love, I'd, I'd love a curly perm, Baz. A proper type perm. I might get one for the uh, Magical Mystery Tour. But about six weeks to grow this out another few inches, and I'll get a full-on tight perm. Um, Sheffield United at five to one. Three o'clock. Continue the final one. Manchester United. <laughs> uh, it's home to Brentford. Um, another team you don't want to back. Um, are eleven to eighteen minus one sixty-three. Uh, Brentford are four to one with the draw at sixteen to five plus three twenty. I mean, Man United in absolute disarray. They got in front twice last night, 
um, and just couldn't hang on to it for longer than five minutes on both occasions. Then just pressed self-destruct. There's no plan. Oh, no, no. I'm sure in like two years' time, he'll just be fine. He'll be playing really well for them. And this little rocky patch will just be something we look on fondly. It's something that made us laugh at the time. Um, however, his confidence is absolutely shot to shit. Like, um, they lost the comparison game 1-0 last week at home to Crystal Palace. Very, very similar type of game here. And they're just going backwards. Oh, twisty face then, Hogs. Got no idea what he's trying to achieve. Brentford are bang average, as we've said. Uh, the 1-1 one, one at Forest was very predictable, um, evidenced by the fact I predicted it. And they do enough things well to stay competitive. They, they've only won one still, but drawn all the rest. Um, I talked myself out of the under two and a half at Man United last week and tagged on that horrible fucking whatever it was. Man United in under 19 goals or whatever it was. I tried to cobble together a cheeky win. And I regretted it instantly because my handicap was right. Um, Brentford only conceded two in their three away games so far. Um, I will captain Rashford in my fantasy league, which will keep the scoring down. Um, so the under two and a half goals, Baz, is six to five plus 120. Yeah, I mean, this this was the worst game on the slate for me. Um, I'm going to read my notes out exactly as they are. Um, or exactly as I wrote them, because I got to a point where I was le- heading towards a pick, and I just convinced <laughs> myself it was utterly stupid, and I hated it. Um, Come on, I just didn't want to do with Man United anymore. Five defeats in the last seven competitive games, three of them coming at Old Trafford. Uh, I mean, I profited from it last night with Galatasaray six to one. Don't know if I mentioned that, but um, yeah, I back. Galatasaray yeah, yeah, nice pick, bud. That was good. That the problem I've got with this one is is Brentford haven't impressed me at all. Um, just a single win all season against Fulham. They've lost three of the last four in all competitions. Even Everton beat Brentford, and that's a concern. Uh, they haven't got a clean sheet all season. Um, and I struggled to make a case for Brentford at all. But also, Man United 4-6 is, is too short as just an outright pick. And, and I thought, I don't know how long Man United can keep being this bad. Uh, it could continue here. But they will keep picking up some positive results along the way. I'm sure they will. So I initially thought, I'm going to have to pinch my nose here and, and take this pick. And, and I was I was leaning towards it because Brentford can't win games. Um, and I was about to take Man United minus one Asian handicap. And then I stopped myself and thought, this is horrible. I can't do that. I can't pick that. It stinks. It's horrible. And it probably won't win. What are you doing? So I stopped. And I started again um, <laughs> on a total pivot. I couldn't come up with anything down the, the usual route. So I went to cards. So it's a total pivot, oh, a total cop out. I've went to the cards market, Mal. Um, Man United have had at least two cards in every Premier League game this season. Brentford have had at least two in four out of seven, but they have had two in all of their last three Premier League games. Both teams to get two cards here, even money. That's the pick for me. Two teams can stink the place out as much as they want. As long as they kick the shit out of each other, I don't care. Um, no but yeah, I absolutely hated the way I was going with it. So I went with something completely rogue. Uh, both teams to pick up two cards in the game, even money. Man United, Brentford. No, big fat Casemiro will get one wobbling around in the midfield, trying to catch people up. So there's one in uh, for you. 
Um, team time on Saturday, uh, 5.30, 12.30 Eastern, is Crystal Palace against Nottingham Forest. Crystal Palace are 15-13, plus 115. The draw is 12-5, plus 240. Nottingham Forest, 13-5, plus 260, Baz. So this one, first thing to think was, uh, let's have a look at the prices and see what jumps off the page. Because um, I had no strong feelings either way over who might win this one. Uh, but then I looked at the prices and got zero inspiration whatsoever. I think the books have probably got it bang on. Um, Palace had a great week, beating Man United at Old Trafford. That stopped the three-game winless streak. Uh, Forrest are currently on a three-game winless streak with uh, defeat versus Man City sandwich between two 1-1 draws, one of which was put up by you last week. Um, and this is a game that just screams draw again to me. Firstly, because neither team jumped out to me as... as Definite winners for, for this one. There's nothing in the odds that screams value, so I'm not looking at anyone saying thinking they're bigger than they should be. Uh, I've just mentioned Forrest has drawn two of the last three. The last time Palace were at home, I put them up for a draw against Fulham. That landed. And I pointed out at that time, they'd drawn six of the last 12 at home, Palace. Well, that one took it to seven of the last 13 were draws. Um the other thing with Palace as well is how tight they keep games. They lost 3-1 to Villa a few weeks ago. That's the only game this season involving Palace that's been decided by more than a single goal margin. Um, if you've got a team that can keep things tight like that all the time, then you always got to shout if you're taking the draw. So the pick for me, Palace v Forest, is the draw at 23-10. to Um Eze, Eberici Eze is going to be out for about six weeks for Palace, just in news and notes. Don't really think that affects them much um, because they always just sort of get one goal from a set piece or something. This game, Baz, took me round about 0.8 seconds to handicap um, because, without a shadow of a doubt, um, it is very, very simply, Baz. It's Malcolm's one one It's Malcolm's one one a goal. It's Malcolm's one one Whoa. One on too long there, Baz. We've got an extra little half a bar. And, um, it's Malcolm. Is that you or me? <laughs> That's you. I haven't touched anything. That's the band, Baz, just back. Yeah, there's a full live band over here. Lads, that'll do. <laughs> um, it's the one one of the week, Baz. I mean, it's 9th v 12th. It's middle of the table v middle of the table. It's bang average v bang average. Um, yeah, honestly, I didn't have to look at it. Under one second, 1-1 uh, next. Um, uh, if, you, if you'd asked me, if, if I'd had to pick which game you'd take the 1-1 one, one of the week on, yeah. it was new, this was it. It stands out like a sore thumb. Yeah, absolutely. It does stand out like a sore thumb. Uh, so, as per usual, the draw will be the official play 12-5 to five plus 240. 6-1. Uh, is the 1-1 one, one, uh, correct score. Sunday, uh, three two o'clock kickoffs um, because of the Europa League. Um, the first of which is a on paper, good-looking game. Um, is this me or you first, Baz? This is me, isn't it? Because I know what you're going to pick here, by the way. Um, Brighton are 19-10. In fact, in a second-line movement report of the week, Barry, brought to you by um, me, Brighton are out to two to one from nineteen to ten. They have drifted tenth of a point. The draw is fourteen to five plus two eighty. 
Liverpool are 15 to 13 plus 115. So both these teams are in Europa League action tomorrow. Um, so we've got a couple of unknowns in terms of how they got on, but also how they're going to recover. Um, Brighton are in Marseille and Liverpool are at home to Union saint gilloise of Belgium. Um, the prices are wrong here, Baz. They're all back to front. Uh, Brighton are great. Um, they're very good against good teams at home. They beat Newcastle 3-0. Um, they won this fixture last season, 3-0. We know where Brighton is struggling, where they're vulnerable, and that's against defensive teams. West Ham, Everton, Athens. Um, if a team goes up and tries to take Brighton on, they'll slice them to ribbons. Anything could happen here, Baz. Everything is on the table. Home win, draw, away win. Um, but at the prices, you've got to take Brighton, two to one. The, there's a little narrative here that Liverpool are going to get 15 penalties in the first minute of the referee. So if you believe the script, if you believe the uh, X-Files, you need the X-Files music of Sean and Ryan. Um, but yeah, there's an there's a angle in if you want Liverpool to do some stuff. Yeah, but you, Brighton at two to one, Baz, is my pick. And I also think it's yours. Uh, it's not. No, you're wrong. Bah, <laughs> um, I mean, Brighton have continued continued with this astonishing run of over 3.5s in every single game this season. Both teams to score in every game this season. Um, you certainly wouldn't bet it against it here, with Liverpool being very similar. In the league, Liverpool games have went over two and a half in the last six games, and both teams to score hit six of seven. Um, and I think, as I mentioned last week, Liverpool have had five 3-1 scorelines now this season. Seems to be a yep. popular one. I put that out um, for the weekend, I think, but I, that obviously didn't come off. Um, so the question is, which way is that 3-1 scoreline going this week? I think Brighton are a decent price at 2-1. I was tempted with the Brighton pick. Um, in fact, yeah, I thought I might have put Brighton down as my uh, underdog later on in the show, but I, I haven't. That was a couple of options. Um, it's just wildly difficult to predict Brighton at the moment. So I just wanted to go with a pick where I can sort of sit back and enjoy the carnage, whichever way it comes. I mean, Brighton is another I mentioned Liverpool, 5-3-1 scorelines. Brighton just feels like the win 3-1 or lose 4-1. Win or lose five, yep. three or four, one every week. There's no in between. It's just one or the other. Um, no draws. Um, six of their seven games have seen a three-one or a four-one scoreline. So it, it's goals for me. Um, one thing I've been able to rely on in, in recent weeks was was Liverpool conceding in the first half. Um, but then Brighton conceded three in the first half last week against Villa. Bournemouth grabbed a first half goal against them the week before that. Um, so. It's goals, um, and I'm, I'm avoiding taking Liverpool to concede in the first half because I've done that two weeks in a row, and three weeks in a row would get a little bit boring. So I'm looking for something different. I've gone first half goals um, over 1.5 at 10 to 11, but I'm going to take a little bit of a ladder, um, ladder potential here over 2.5 first half goals, three to one, and over 3.5 first half goals at 10 mm-hmm. to one. So let's take Brighton v Liverpool to be a goal fest, nice and early. Um, yeah, pickers over 1.5 goals in the first half, but then ladder it over two and a half and over three and a half. Okay, uh, carry on with the two o'clocks. West Ham United take on Newcastle United. 
Um, West Ham are 21 to 10 plus 210. The draw is 11 to 4 plus 275. Newcastle are 15 to 13 plus 115. Um, I found this really hard, Matt. Yeah, I've wrote straight away. I think this might be a tough one for, for Newcastle. Um, but then the same reasons I think it might be tough for, for Newcastle might might also play come into play for West Ham. Um, injuries are mounting up for Newcastle. Botman, Joe Linton, Wilson, the latest additions on top of Willock, Barnes. Um, the other big concern is Anthony Gordon is suspended. He's been one of the stars of the last few weeks. Newcastle's turnaround in form, a lot of that's come down to Gordon. So we do look a bit short on the left-hand side with no Barnes, no Gordon, no Willock, no Joe Linton potentially. Um, so the other thing we don't know is there's a game tonight. Don't know how much of a toll this one tonight will take on NUFC. But West Ham also have a game on Thursday. They've got Freiburg in the Europa League. Um, yeah. I thought this game would be a bit closer in the betting. Newcastle are favourites here. And I just think... There's still a few question marks for me over how well Newcastle can handle the sort of busy run of games that we're in at the moment. We've coped well so far. You know, we, we bounced back from that AC Milan game to absolutely hammer Sheffield United. No problems there. But the squad is getting thinner and thinner every week, it seems. Um, and West Ham bring more of a challenge than Sheffield United did or Burnley did in the last week. Um, West Ham have only lost to Man City and Liverpool so far this season. So a significant challenge. I fancied initially both teams to score. I know Newcastle have got clean sheets, five in a row now. Um, but but both teams to score was one I, I liked. But it's eight to 13, a bit too short. I mean, it's a short pick for me anyway. I've gone for over two and a half goals, Malcolm. Slightly bigger price of seven to 10. It's not much bigger. About minus 140 is that. West Ham games have gone Ooh. over in five of the last six. Um, Sheffield United was the only one that didn't, finishing up 2-0. I think both teams might just be flagging a bit after midweek adventures and, and there might be opportunities um, due to that. So give me over 2.5 goals, Newcastle, West Ham at 7-10. Right, so this is uh, funny, Baz, because my handicap is exactly the same. Both teams will be flagging after mis- midweek adventures. And what it means is it's going to finish under 2.5 goals, Baz. So there's not going to be opportunities because they one's going to be bothered enough to make any... Um, both teams in good form, but like you say, Newcastle injuries, Gordon's important. Slow burner, two tired teams. These are all things that are in my notes, but I've led that, that to the conclusion that it's going to be not many goals. Newcastle are defending properly at the moment, uh, a run of clean sheets. Um, and the West Ham squad isn't huge. So all of that told me it was going to be under. So yeah, an entire waste of five minutes of everybody's life there. Absolutely. Uh, two o'clock. Wolverhampton Wanderers take on Aston Villa. Wolves are five to two plus two fifty. The draw is twenty three to ten plus two thirty. Villa eleven to ten plus one ten. Baz. Yeah, I mean Wolves well, are the biggest surprise. Oh, oh, do you want to go? Oh, I'll crack on. I'm go on, man. You crack on. Yeah, let's go. Let's go. Um, Wolves were the big surprise last weekend uh, with a win over Man City that absolute nobody was predicting. Uh, prior to that, they'd conceded 10 goals in the previous four games with Ipswich, Liverpool and Palace all being able to put three past them. Um, that was the first home win this season in the league. Liverpool and Brighton had both come away with three points. And I think Villa are very similar to Brighton. It's either really good or really bad. 
Villa with a 5-1 defeat, 3-0 defeat. And then everything else is 6-1, 4-0, 3-1 twice. Um, there's 1-1-0, which is a modest one, but very similar to, to the Brighton lines of form. Either win really well or lose really badly. Uh, no in-between. Again, another team with no draws this season, Aston Villa. Um, they've not been so good in the cup competitions. Everton knocked them out of the EFL Cup and Legia Warsaw beat them in the Conference League first game. Watkins has found his form. I mentioned a couple of weeks ago that he hadn't scored a single goal and said if he could get back on track, Villa would be flying. And he obviously listened and, and got a hat-trick last week as they won out 6-1. Uh, so he's got four in his last two games. I'm putting the Man City game to Wolves down as a freak result. It's an outlier in the form for Wolves. It doesn't suddenly have me thinking Wolves are a different proposition now. I've been low on them all season and, and that hasn't really changed. Uh, I think Villa are a good price. 11 to 10 is the main pick for me. Villa at 11 to 10. But it's another one where I don't mind the goal ladder here because I think Villa could get a few again this week. Villa goals over 1.5, 10 to 11, minus 110. Over 2.5, 3 to 1. Over 3.5 at 10 to 1. And we might as well go 4.5 at 25 to 1. And it's not just a reaction to last week against Brighton where they scored six because they've scored three or more four times in seven games. They've also hit a four and a six now. Um, and Wolves have conceded three or more on three occasions in seven games. So three to one in particular for Villa to score three or more. Looks a nice price to me. Um, so, yeah, main pick is Villa to win 11 to 10. I'll be claiming the Villa team total goals ladder as well. Gain out, Barry. The last 20 minutes of this show is an absolute write-off. Um, my pick here is Wolves at 5-2. to two. So, we've almost handicapped this similarly in we've both taken our... Um, we've both taken a step back and it's how you view Wolves. And this has happened for about nine months now where you're not keen on them. And I think they're all right. I mean, they've beaten City last week um, and they will be on a high after that. And I think they deserve that because... They played well at Man United. They could have easily won at Man United. Anyone could. Um, they played well against Brighton. Obviously, got beat 4-1. Weird. Uh, played really well against Liverpool. I thought they were got chinned against Liverpool. Um, if Matey doesn't fuck up that straightforward header to win that game. Um, so, Villa, another team, playing in Europe on Thursday. They play Zilniar, Zilnijar, something like that. Um Villa have already lost a couple of away games this season and been pumped. I just think Wolves are the value, uh, five to two. Uh, I think they're a good side. Uh, Villa are up and down, like you say. Uh, you've got them up this week. I've got them down. Uh, so I'll take Wolves at a price of five to two. Uh, finally, and the game of the week at four thirty on Sunday is Arsenal against Manchester City. Um, in the line movement report, Arsenal are out to two to one um, from seven to four. Plus 175, which I believe will be due to the injury Saka sustained last night. Keeps him out of the game. The draw is 23 to 10, plus 230. And Manchester City off 13 to 8 now, uh, plus 137 in from 14 to 9, plus 155. Um, Arsenal were turned over at Lons last night. Uh, poor result. And Saka, like I say, going off injured. Uh, Manchester City are in Leipzig tonight, taking on Red Bull. And that injury to Saka has pretty much changed my entire handicap. As I did these games yesterday afternoon, um, Arsenal playing well. They're looking kind of almost entirely in control of what they're doing. Tottenham rattled them a little bit, 
Um, they like just totally held Bournemouth at arm's length. They've won five and drawn two. The two draws were at home, both two two. Um, five of the games have gone over two and a half goals, but that's understandably short. And City have wobbled a little bit. They lost at Newcastle in the cup, albeit with a bit of a shadow team out. They then lost at Wolves, and I've taken them to lose at Leipzig tonight. Now, this would be a. I would love to have the result of that City Leipzig game uh, in my Arsenal before I before I fired this pick out. Like, still no Rodri. He's important. He's going to be suspended. Now, I did have Arsenal down to win this at seven to four. That was my pick. But I think Saka's one of their two or three uh, most important players. When they got the win against Manchester United, just about everything went through him. So, um, I've, I've called an audible here. Arsenal defend properly. Um, City haven't been blowing teams away. And again, I think this can be a little bit cagey. Uh, Saka reduces Arsenal's ability to score goals just a little bit. Um, and I want more from some of those City players, like I mentioned last week. Grealish just recycling the ball. Someone's got to go and do something different. Arsenal are a pretty decent defensive unit. Um, for the fourth time in this card, and I did this a few weeks ago, Baz, and regretted it, this is my fourth under two and a half uh, on this 10-game slate. Even money for the unders, Baz, please. Yeah, I mean, I don't like your pick. Thank you. No, I never like an unders pick, despite the fact I've got two of them tonight. Um, if not for the Man City result last week, I think this, for me, would have been a really straightforward Man, Man City pick on the money line. Uh, but the Wolves' result gets you thinking a little bit with it now being back-to-back defeats. Because the defeat against Newcastle had probably turned a blind eye to. It was the EFL Cup. There was a few changes. But the two results together just gives you something to think about. And as you say, at the time of recording, we've no idea how City have done against Leipzig, which is unfortunate. Um, Arsenal's still unbeaten, um, but they did fall to a 2-1 defeat last night against Lons, as you say. Saka injured. Um, I mean, he might make it back. They haven't really said much, but he's uh, he's already departed from my FPL team today. Um, I still think Arsenal have had a, a fairly favourable schedule at the start of the season. Spurs was the toughest of the fixtures, um, and, and Spurs managed to get a draw. Um, Fulham also managed to get a draw. So Arsenal have already dropped four points at home this season to Spurs and Fulham. The head-to-head form is all Man City. City won 4-1 yeah. last year and 3-1, I think. Um, they won both of them convincingly. You've got to go back to 2017 for the last time City failed to beat Arsenal in the league. Um, that was only a draw, so you've got to go back even further than that. It's about 10 years since they last beat them. Um, I, I, honestly, I mean, this is a better Arsenal side than in most of that period. Um Though for me, it's still questionable as to whether this is a better Arsenal side than last year's Arsenal side. I still think last year's Arsenal were better than what I've seen from this year's. Um, it's not often you get Man City a plus money. 11 to 8 is good enough for me to, to take them, I think. The head to head record, I think, just a bit of a psychological barrier until they can manage to go and win against Man City. Uh, and that penalty shootout win in the Community Shield doesn't count. That, I mean, that said, if, if Arsenal could nick this one, I think it blows this season wide open um, and it would sort of open the door for a lot of other teams as well. A win for City here will be a bit of a demoralising blow, I think, for any of the title contenders who who think they might have a sniff after City dropped points last week. But the pick for me is Man City at 11-8. to 8. 
Um, but I fancy Man City two goals as well. I was really torn between the two. Man City to score two or more goals at 11 to 10 and Man City to win at 11 to 8. I'll put Man City to win as my main pick, 11 to 8, but I'll be, I'll be back on the goals as well, plus money for them to score two. City scored two against everyone, pretty much. Um, I know they didn't against Wolves, um, and there'll be other examples where they didn't, but um, they scored seven against Arsenal in these two games last year. So, yeah, the pick, 11 to 8, Man City to beat Arsenal, uh, and 11 to 10, Man City to score two or more. Okey doke, that's all 10 games in the hutch. Uh, Baz, you've done absolutely no favours uh, in my attempts to get to the pub here. Uh, you said you'd shorten your notes up a little bit. Yeah, just waffling on. I mean, we've gone an hour and one minute now. This is you, just you trying to keep me sober or what? Um, so, you kicked off last week that I wouldn't make a parlay pick, didn't you? And Captain Insano kicked off. So, I said I would replace it. If I could replace it with something else, I would. So, what I've got, Baz... Um, I have picked two games here. I have a red card in them, and we're going to parlay them. Um, so the first game, in fact, it's the first game of the weekend and the last game of the weekend, so we get a right nice sweat. Once the first one hits, we get to wait all the way through the other nine games. So the first one is Luton v Tottenham. Red card, yes, is 4-1. to one. Uh, Luton are big and angry and just kick shit out to Spurs. Spurs are little and fiddly. Um, so... I can see a Luton player getting marched here. And then the second one, it's 7-2, is in the Arsenal v City game. Um, I just think it gets a bit tetchy, doesn't it? Um, something terrible will happen and uh, Arteta will be being a knob and someone will get sent off. So uh, that the the double there, the parlay, is 22.5 to 1. So that's my pick. My underdog is going to be Sheffield United at 5-1. to one. Fulham are absolutely shit. Um, it was the is my scientific handicap there, so I'll take Sheffield United. If this was an FA Cup preview or something, Baz, like we we definitely would both be picking Sheffield United to win this at five to one, wouldn't we? This was the first week in January. We'd be like, oh, they're a massive price, full of a shit. They're top, they're sitting in fourth in the championship, playing well. Five to one's massive. That's this pick. Um, and for my anytime goal scorer to appease everyone sitting at home in their Spider Man pajamas, um. I thought Rasmus Hoyland looked great last night. Um, and now he's broken the seal. He could maybe go on a little run. So he's five to one to score first. And seven to four anytime, Baz, is a really nice bet. Plus 175. He's definitely going to start and stand up front for Man United. They'll make plenty of chances. Um, plus 175 is a great bet, Baz. Yeah, I don't mind that. Um, scorer for me. First look was um, Dominic Calvert-Lewin. So I've got two here, actually. Calvert-Lewin, 13-8, to eight, scored in three consecutive games now for Everton. Um, but then I looked at Watkins, and so he's still getting 7-4 to four for Ollie Watkins for Villa against Wolves. I think that's a great price, given he's now found a bit of form. Four in his last two. So the main pick, I think, the one I really like, um, it, I, I was initially Calvert-Lewin, but I'm going to go Watkins at 7-4, to four, anytime scorer, and 5-1 to one for a first goal scorer for Watkins. My underdog, um, I was between Brighton, Burnley or Bournemouth and I just think Bournemouth against Everton Everton are the gift that keeps giving so I went with Bournemouth as my underdog pick of the week at around 3-1 to one. and the treble for me is a money line treble straight up win treble uh, Spurs, Villa and Man City 6-1, to one, just over 6-1 to one, plus 6-20 uh, so yeah, money line treble straight up Spurs to win, Villa to win Man City to win, 6-1 to one. Champion, well done Baz 
Um, right, now I'm supposed to be meeting Andy in eight minutes. Um, where are you watching the match, Baz? I'll be in the house with the kids. Um, hi. Enjoy. Fair enough. Everybody. Have a good night. Um, I'm not jealous yeah. at all. Uh, but yeah, yeah, I, mean, yeah, I don't want to sit in a pub in Nottingham where people make yeah, yeah. Paris Saint-Germain. Uh, so I watch it at home in the comfort of my own uh, home, yeah. That's fair enough. All right then, mate. Well, well done. Thank you very much. Beautifully handicapped as per usual. Thank you, everyone, who joined us in the chat for a little bit of afternoon delight. Um, as Baz says, like, rate, review, all things like that. Um, loads of stuff happening between now and the weekend. He said the NFL show, MLB playoffs. I smashed the daylights out of them last night, by the way. Um, so get yourself in the MLB uh, gambling podcast as well. But the, the network is absolutely, the entire network appears to be red hot at the minute. Uh, so go and consume some stuff. Um, and we'll we'll come back on, we'll reconvene here on Sunday night and we'll see how everybody got on. Um, cheers, everybody. Um, until the meantime, uh, we will see you down the road. Thank you.